right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Six days till the all-important midterms. It'll be election day in America in six days. And one week from today, seven days uh, out, we will be discussing at this time the results of the 2022 midterm elections, at least the results that we know of. We know in Pennsylvania we're not expecting results, perhaps even for days and days and days. Why? There's no excuse for it, but that is what the system is. I've been saying this since January of 2001. We need to change the way this country votes. Some states do it perfectly. Other states are an absolute unmitigated mess. Uh, anyway, here we are, and you know, I'm watching Biden. Now, the funny thing is, is Larry Sabato, he's, he's more of a Democrat, uh, even says, Biden, the best gift that he can give to any Democrat running right now is to stay home. If you look at the states that he's going to, the, he will have zero impact. He's down in Florida yesterday, lying his guts out. But then, you know, he's headed to Maryland and he's headed to California, meaningless states. And now the Democrats have put all of their hope and and their belief in the anointed one and bringing him back a very angry Barack Obama. I don't know why he's so angry during these speeches. Uh, all now out there lying repeatedly, unending lies. Uh, you know, Biden, I mean, yesterday he blamed the inflation on Iraq, the Iraq war. I'm like, okay, another cognitive misfire. Then he falsely claimed again, he's done it before, that his son Bo died in Iraq. That's not what he died from. He died sadly from cancer. Uh, no parent should have to experience that. I'm sorry that he lost his son. Then he claimed that he once had a personal conversation with the man that invented insulin. That man had died before Biden was even born. You can't make this up. So no wonder nobody wants Biden on the campaign trail. Uh, we do have a lot of news. Even fake news CNN is saying the bottom is dropping out for the Democrats with the polls getting worse. But I want to put out a caveat here. You know, as we get started, we'll get into more specificity, more details as the program unfolds. Yes, Lee Zeldin is showing signs that he now has a slight lead over the over the uh, denier Kathy Hochul, the data denier Kathy Hochul. She's denying the reality of crime and what defund, dismantle, and no bail laws have done to the state of New York. We went through all those numbers yesterday. I won't repeat it now. Uh, yes, so Lee Zeldin has a chance, but it's still an uphill climb. And yes, it is no doubt Tudor Dixon could beat Gretchen Whitmer. She's even up by one in one poll that just came out. Yes, it's a dead even race in the state of Washington with uh, Patty Murray and, and her challenger, Tiffany Smiley. I'd love to see all three of those races won by Republicans. None of it is a slam dunk. I'm, I'm telling you all of this because there are way too many people that I'm hearing and listening to that are a little too Pollyannish and a little too optimistic for my liking because every one of these races that I'm mentioning to you are all very, very, very close. If you look at the state of Georgia, yeah, I like the fact that Herschel Walker is up two points, three points in polls against Raphael Warnock, but he's still not at the magic number of 50 because to avoid a runoff, you'd, either one of those candidates would have to get 50% uh, percent of the vote plus one, and neither one of them is there. Even even Brian Kemp was a significant lead over Stacey Abrams. He's only at 51 percent. He may find himself in a December 6th runoff. So, again, you, you, you've got to you, you can't you have to accept, accept the fact that polls are one thing. Voting is another. 
And that means that takes effort. That takes responsibility. We can glean a lot of things from polls. We can definitely see the possibility of not only a red wave, but a red tsunami. I mean, if, if Lee Zeldin wins, Tudor Dixon wins, if Tiffany Smiley wins, if Blake Masters wins and Carrie Lake wins and Adam Laxalt wins, uh, if J.D. Vance wins and Ron Johnson wins and Herschel Walker wins and General Bolduck wins and Dr. Oz wins, yeah, it'll be a tsunami. But if you look at the Senate in particular, I look at Georgia. I look at General Bolduck up by one in New Hampshire. Uh, I look at Oz up by one, two, three, depending on what poll I'm looking at. Uh, but a lot of early voting had taken place prior to the debate. And right now, Democrats, they, they've gone all in to destroy Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. They're spending tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars to try and save uh, the radical, you know, the most pro convicted murderer candidate in the history of, of electoral politics in America, John Fetterman, the trust fund brat in a hoodie, is sending Obama into Philly over the weekend to try and uh, get the vote out in favor of Fetterman. Uh, I think Donald Trump is going to be around, uh, campaigning for Republicans in Florida, Pennsylvania, uh, I believe Ohio as well, and some other places. So um, I don't think Obama's going to have the effect that some people think that he will have. Remember in Pennsylvania, Obama referred to the people of Pennsylvania as, you know, bitter Americans clinging to their God, their guns, their Bible, their religion. But all these races I'm talking about, Herschel Walker, General Bolduck, Mehmet Oz, uh, Adam Laxalt, Blake Masters, Tiffany Smiley, uh, if we're talking about Tudor Dixon, if we're talking about Lee Zeldin, these are all tight races. Anybody, there's nobody that can tell you with any degree of certainty how this is going to end. Now, if you do your part and you get out and vote and you get your friends to vote, you get your family to vote, and you tell people what it is that is at stake in this election, then our odds go up dramatically. And what might be a vision, a thought, a hope can become a reality. Certainly, the, certainly the conditions are ripe for a wave election. But it hasn't happened yet. And until it happens, the only the only poll that's going to matter is the one we're talking about one week from today. And that's the election results. Uh, by every measure, we now see that the media now is they're now hedging their bets. They've been very, very overly optimistic for the Democrats and their chances. But, you know, only 40 percent of Americans approve of Joe Biden as as president. Only 17 percent of Americans are satisfied with how things are going in the country. You know, you have more than half of Americans, 70% of Americans now living paycheck to paycheck. Many are going into debt, even credit card debt, to pay the, for bare necessities. Uh, you've got only 21% of Americans approving of the job the Democratic-led Congress is doing. These are all Gallup numbers that have come out. Uh, I'm looking at real clear politics. I think they have been the most accurate and more on point than anybody else. Uh, they are predicting the wave, but they they're also predicting it's close. You know, I, I, I if I if you're asking me what I think, what I hope, I mean, sometimes it's hard, hard to bifurcate, you know, looking at a race from a distance with objectivity versus what you want to happen. I, if I had to guess, I'd say Herschel wins. If I had to guess, General Bolduck will, will pull it out in New Hampshire and Oz will pull it out in Pennsylvania. If I had to guess, Blake Masters and Adam Laxalt will win as well. 
But I, I think those are the states that I'm looking at that I'm the most concerned about. New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. I'm not particularly worried about Wisconsin or or Ohio at this this point in time, but those are the ones that I think we have to pay the most attention to. Uh, other anecdotal information that you can glean from, white suburban women, key group of midterm voters, have significantly shifted their support from Democrats to Republicans in the closing days of this election. We have a new survey, Wall Street Journal poll, showing that white women living in suburban areas make up now 20% of the electorate, they now favor Republicans for Congress by a whopping 15 percentage points, moving 27 percentage points away from Democrats since the journal's last poll, which was in August. That is a dramatic switch. Now, usually when you have a wave election year, what happens is when you get to the final two weeks, the those undecided or those that haven't stated a preference, you know, they begin to break. They're going to break one way or the other, usually. If it's a wave election, they're going to break hard in one direction. That appears to be happening now. Um, anyway, with a week to go in the midterm elections, Democratic operatives, they're now turning on each other. Uh, you got them working on House races, Senate races. They're all beginning to assign blame in the event their party loses winnable seats. And the culprit, they say, is blue state governors dragging down the rest of the ballot. Cook Political Report is shifting its Ratings in favor of Republicans today, 538, by the way, Nate Silver, the god of the left uh, in terms of polling. You know, he at one point had like Republicans had like a 30 percent chance of winning the Senate. Oh, now finally, a week before the election. Oh, yeah, I think Republicans have the advantage now. Uh, Don't particularly have a lot of confidence in him. Seems like a CYA to me. Um, there's a direct correlation between the performance of Kathy Hochul and Gavin Newsom and the effect it's having on House candidates is their argument. Uh, you have pro-Kemp in Georgia sheriffs furious at Stacey Abrams' comments that we told you about and played for you and played on television. Uh, the good old boy remarks, they called it vile and disgusting. Uh, I'm not sure if this helps or hurts. I would argue it probably hurts. But Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton are going to headline... Uh, a rally in New York City with Kathy Hochul. I don't see how that helps them particularly too much. Uh, Kathy Hochul to Lee Zeldin. I'm a street fighter. Oh, yeah, she's really tough. The same lady is like out there saying, well, there are data deniers. Okay, the murder rates are up. Robberies are up. Carjackings are up. Uh, theft is up. I mean, what is the, what planet is Kathy Hochul living on? Because it's not making any sense. Anyway, but it's it's kind of interesting to watch Democrats. They're they're all now pointing fingers, worried about the midterms uh, and Biden. You know, it's bad when The New York Times publishes two separate articles on the Democrats being in a dire situation. Uh, they're saying top Democrats are questioning their party's strategy as midterm worries grow. OK, per the article, Democrats have spent three hundred and twenty million dollars on abortion ads only 31 million on inflation ads. Biden verbally fumbles twice during a campaign trip to Florida. That's why they don't want to send them anywhere else. Uh, oh, and the president referred to a congresswoman as a senator and again claimed his son, uh, Bo, died in Iraq. That's not true. And made the bizarre claim he met, met the inventor of insulin who'd been dead before he was ever born. That's how insane this is. Um, look, the Democrats have been wrong. I told you they would run on three things. From the very beginning of this year, 
hating Trump and January 6th, that has fizzled now. Americans, it's not even in the top 15. They're not thinking about it. I told you they'd run on the Dobbs decision. In many ways, that's backfired. Because Democrats, when asked, well, what restrictions would you support? They almost, you know, in unison, don't support any restrictions on abortion. Okay, that is as out of touch with the mainstream of America as any position on abortion I've ever heard. In other words, Democrats are okay with the fact that women should have the right to an abortion an hour before they're about to give birth to that child that could live outside the womb, and that would be called infanticide. And I don't know a single pro-choice person uh, that I've ever talked to that takes on that extreme radical position. But anyways, and then now we're stuck with Republicans are going to steal your Social Security. They have secret plans. They, don't, they have to say secret because no Republican is running on it. They're going to end Social Security and steal it. They're going to steal your Medicare, and they're going to take benefits away from veterans. Actually, the benefits that veterans now have and the VA that was fixed was done under Donald Trump. But no, don't let facts get in the way of a good narrative. That is pure desperation on their part. And, you know, it's the final moments of a campaign, everything you'd expect.